Welcome to Word Explosion with Reverend Simon Apophor, head pastor of Grace Host Chapel. Do you need direction in life? Are you yearning for a closer walk with God? Are you desiring to be fruitful? The Word of God provides the answers. Feast on God's Word and let the grace of God envelop you as you listen to this life-changing message. Be blessed. Father, we thank you for your word. Speak to us. The next few minutes, we are here to hear from you. I humble myself. I ask that you speak through this clay. Let your word come with power, with clarity, and with deep conviction of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Now tonight, I continue my series on making smart changes in your life. All right. Philippians chapter 2, quickly, everybody. Philippians chapter, we are going to the A. The A, smart changes, number A. Watch this. Now, I was looking at it again, and I noticed Philippians chapter 2, we are going to read from verse number 8, I believe. But if you look at the smart changes we are trying to have in our lives, you will notice a particular trend in these smart changes. And the, that is this. When you make changes in your spiritual life. Everybody listen to this carefully. I notice that it almost follows a logical or a natural order. If you start making spiritual changes in your spiritual life. Automatically you will, it will start affecting your mindset. Because the Lord will start working on your mindset. And once your mindset starts changing, automatically your attitude will start changing. And once your attitude starts changing, you will find that your relationships will also start changing. And once your relationships start changing, eventually with the passage of time, you will see a total change in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So the first two, the spiritual and the mindset are inner changes. And every effective change must start from your inside. Once the inner man is changed, very soon you will notice that the outer man also begins to change. Are you following me? So this is the trend of these smart changes. And so now we are saying that we have to first make spiritual changes because we are spiritual beings. Then we went to mindset changes we have to make concerning our lives. And today I want to begin on attitudinal changes. Let's rise, let's read Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 quickly. 5 to 11. Everybody, 5 to 11, let's read. Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be what? Grasped. But he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. I can't hear you. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. 
Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. Uh-huh. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I need you to understand today that one of the most critic, important critical factors for success in life is your attitude. Can I say that again? One of the most important and critical factors to success in life is your attitude. As a matter of fact, somebody has said that attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. All right? And another great man, Knight, L. Nightingale, also made a very important point. He said the word attitude is the most important word in the English dictionary. Just as I say that grace is the most important word in the New Testament, I am convinced that attitude is one of the greatest important words in the English dictionary, and that is needed for life. If you are going to live life, listen to me carefully, you will need to have a great attitude. Listen, you can be very spiritual, very prayerful, very active in the things of God. But if you don't have the correct and the right attitude in life, you can be sure that you may go to heaven, but in life your success will be limited greatly. Can I say that again? You can be very spiritual, oh Joshua, holy and everything, heaven bound. But if you have a bad attitude or you don't have a great attitude, you will find sooner or later that your success in this life will be greatly limited or diminished. Because attitude is everything. Recently, uh, Mrs. Jan put a very interesting thing on the leadership platform. They were trying to have the number value of of words and they put the the numerical value of words they were trying to compare alphabets with numbers and hard work gave us 90 something percent success gave us 90 something percent all other words could not add up to 100 percent until they added attitude together numerically and it became 100 percent now as coincidental as that must be I am very convinced that to succeed in life, you will need to develop your attitude. You will need to have a great attitude in life. Many people don't understand why they pray, they fast, they are holy, and yet life is not treating them the way they expect it to treat them. But what they forget to know, that most of their problem is attitudinal problem. Attitude is everything. Somebody has said that it is not your aptitude, but it is your attitude that will determine your altitude. That means how far you go in life is determined greatly on your, on your attitude. Your attitude will determine your altitude. And this scripture seemed to buttress that fact and to make it true. That even Jesus Christ, when he came on earth, he had to have a certain attitude. He had to put on a certain attitude. He was 
equal with God, same as God. In essence, he was God. But the moment he came to this life, Jesus had to wear a certain attitude. He had to make a certain smart change in his attitude in order for God to be pleased with him and in order for him to be exalted above every other person. Certain attitude. And the Bible is saying that our attitude should be the same as Christ. So that is the standard. We should look up to Christ, the way Christ handled himself on earth, the way he carried himself, his mindset, his emotions and feelings, and walk like that so that we can be exalted in life. Let your attitude be like that of Christ. And it's interesting that if you read King James Version, say let your mindset, because like I've said, your, a great mindset will affect your attitude. A wrong mindset will also affect your attitude. Your attitude is based upon your perception about life. That's why I say it runs into the other. Once you have a great mindset, once you start having smart changes in your thinking, you will notice that automatically it will start affecting your attitude. Hallelujah. So we should let our attitude be like Christ and behave like Christ. But you see, you can be great with fasting and all of that, but at your workplace, your attitude is not correct. People will just shun you. You will lose their job. Listen, when people are being made redundant, the first people that are made redundant are people with bad attitude. And the last people that will be sacked are people with a great attitude. The person may not even be an expert, but the boss likes him. He has a great attitude, and the boss says, you wait a minute, I don't want you to go. Meanwhile, others are being made redundant. Why? Because of attitude. And I'll tell you that one of the greatest virtues, one more time, which we have taught in this church again and again, is humility. Jesus came and taught like a servant, although he was a king. And he humbled himself and made himself nothing. And God lifted him and God exalted him. I see you being exalted this season because of a good quality Attitude of the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And so many things in our approach, our relationship with other people, our relationship to work and everything, we must develop the right set of attitudes. Look, the right set of attitudes will open doors for you. Unimaginable doors will open for you. You will be amazed. Hallelujah. And in the next few weeks, maybe this week and the next time I go back, I want us to look critically at a man called David and how his, his life's attitude, the attitude that he brought to bear on his life, opened doors for him and brought him to the place of greatness. And as we talk about him, I want you to compare it to your own kind of attitude. Listen to me. You may be very handsome, very beautiful outwardly, but the moment your attitude is negative, you will see that your level of attractiveness will go down by 50%. People like to come close to you and relate to you, but your attitude will just put them off. Although physically you, are, you, are, you look good or you are pretty, but your attitude, that's why some people will marry a certain kind of woman when you see her nose and her legs. You wonder, why did this man choose this woman? 
Because to you, they are a mismatch. But probably she carries herself in a certain way. There's a certain attitude that is so attractive above the physical features. Am I speaking to somebody here? So I, I see this as one of the greatest defaults in the body of Christ. Very, very, very great guys in the spirit. Prayerful and all of that. But attitudinally, there's something wrong. Something wrong with the way you handle yourself and you handle others. And it suddenly repels people from you. It repels opportunity from you. But you don't understand. It's an attitude thing. Let's look at David for a short while today. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 14. Now, in this story, Saul, the king, has mental problems. He's suffering from great delusions. <laughs> He's being tormented by demons. And they need somebody to come and play skillfully. Play skillfully so that the demons will leave Saul. All right? So verse 14 says, let's start from verse 14. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Right? And Saul's servants said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man. I see them seeking out for you in higher places. Oh, may they seek out for you in higher places. Hallelujah. Listen, as you sit here, you are a solution to somebody's problem. You are the answer to a great problem of the nation, a great problem of the city. And I prophesy to you one of these days, I see them come to you that you have the answer. Come and help us. You are an answer. You are not the problem. Hallelujah. So they were looking out for a man. And they said they are looking for a cunning player or a skillful player on, of the harp. And it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee that he shall play with his hands and thou shalt be well. So they are looking for a skillful player. Somebody who is good at playing the guitar. Alright. So Saul said to his attendants, find someone who plays well and bring him to me. One of the servants answered, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the harp? Number one. But one would have thought that that is where the story ends. Because in fact, they are looking for a great guitarist. And they are saying that this guy, he plays well. So one would have thought that this commendation should end here. But watch this. He, he is what? A brave man and a warrior. He speaks well. And it's a fine looking man and the Lord is with him. That is the guy I recommend. He has a great attitude. Hallelujah. He's not only skillful at playing guitar, but he's confident. He's bold. He's resilient. He, is, he, he appears, he dresses well. He speaks well. We want such a man. He has qualities. He has attitudes that are great, and that is why he needs, he's needed at the palace. I see them looking for you in high places. Or may they seek for you in high places. But notice, it was not just his aptitude. It was not just his skill. 
No, because you can be very skillful. The moment they mention your name, say, no, no, that guy has a bad attitude. He doesn't know how to speak. He, he doesn't know how to dress. So excited when Mawazi was talking about even your appearance. Because Christians take it for a granted. Who said if you want to marry, it's all about fasting and prayer? Who said that? Wear slippers and you propose, nobody will mind you. Chalewote. No. You've got to graduate and appear properly. So there were other attributes. And in the next time I'm teaching on this, I'm going to show you five great attitudes that this guy David had that brought him from the backside of life. Remember, at this time he was at the backside of life. But these attitudes catapulted him right from the backside of life straight into the palace. May that be your story in the name of Jesus. Listen, one of the things that can never hide in life is your attitude. Can I say that again? One of the things you can never hide in life is your attitude. Sooner or later, it will appear. Sooner or later. Everybody will find out. So you can jump from one church to the other. You can jump from one, play, one workplace to the other and come and suddenly be like you are a very humble person. Give yourself one year. Your pride will show. One day somebody will just step on your toes and say, Unimiana. Unconsciously you start removing your shirt. Or you start lifting some words. Then the real you will appear. Attitude can never be hidden. Sooner or later you will appear. And that is what will disqualify you from the recommendations at higher places. But I see Christian attitude being developed in this house. I see people who talk like Christians, who dress like Christians, who behave like Christians, who have a mindset of Christ. Let this mindset that is in Christ be in you. Behold, he has done everything well, they said of Jesus. Excellence. He had a great attitude. What manner of man is this? People always used to wonder, how, how does he handle all these things? What wisdom has God given him? He carried himself properly. You're praying bad, bad attitude. Hallelujah. Watch this. Let's look at the next verse. Quickly, we are, we are David. Let's look at the recommendation and the results. 19. Please go to NIV for me, please. Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, a young goat, and sent them with his son David to Saul, 21. David came to Saul and entered into his service. Saul liked him very much, and David became one of his armor bearers. May you become a likable person. Listen to me. May you in this life become a likable person. It's a key quality for open doors. People must like you. And what is it that makes you likable? It's your attitude. It's your attitude. It makes you a likable. Attitude just opens up for you. People who come to you, they just want to help you. You become influential. They just want to support your cause because they see that you have the right kind of attitude. That's why we talk about divine likability. Receive it upon your head in the name of Jesus. Look, you can go for an interview. Eh? 
you don't even have the aptitude because the answers are not truly as it is. But the person just looks at it and says, I don't know, but I like this person. The way you know, the way you walked and you entered, the way you greeted and sat down. But I see a lady going for an interview. He has prayed for five hours. But when he went, he said, yes, sir. <laughs> lady, he said, yes, sir. <laughs> Sit down. Oh, you, you enter, no, he started praying. He told, hey, please pray in tongues in the house and dress properly and walk like a lady and see God open doors for you. Very important. Saul liked him very much. And David became one of his armor bearers. Then Saul sent word to Jesse. He said, allow David to remain in my service. For I like him. I am pleased with him. There's something about that guy. I want him to live in the palace. May you be accepted in high places. May you be accepted in high places. Ask yourself, do you have set qualities in your life? That will, listen, attitude involves even your facial expression. Your tone, the tone of your voice. Your body language. Your body language even speaks volumes. So there are many things that as spiritual people, occasionally we can take them for granted. And you realize that then we become less effective in this world. Although in heaven, you are probably very useful. You get a lot of crowns. But in this world, you will find that by virtue that the tone of your voice. Hello. Hello. What's this thing? Say you're a secretary. I want to be a secretary. Somebody's calling your boss. You pick the phone. Hello. Hello. What's this thing? Why? No, no. Huh? Huh? Hey, Christian, yo. One day I called Bishop Sapon and the secretary picked it up. After speaking to her, I said, I will recommend that Bishop will add more to your salary. I recommend. When I met Bishop, I said, that, that, that lady there is a genius. Because the way she carries the voice, the tone, the respect, the, the language. And as we go on, you notice that the language of David was one of the things that they recommended. His speech, language is everything. You cannot be a secretary and say, bled. You can't say that. You have to change it. You have to learn to say properly. You can't say, bled. <laughs> Blah. You can't do that. You, your spelling has to be apt. Your language, your language, please. Your language, you, you want to be a preacher. Your language must be sharp. You must read, you must have expressions. Yeah. When you speak the language, people want to listen again. It's all part of attitude. All right. Amen. The guy said, let him stay. I want him. Let him stay. Now watch this. Some of us, our skill can bring us to the place of prominence. But our attitude will bring us down again. Hello? I said, your skill can take you to a place of prominence, but a bad attitude will bring you down. Hello? Or will get you out of the place as fast as you can. But not David. You will notice that 
when David went into the palace, he got the opportunity to go to the palace. Oh, he conducted himself with said dexterity. First Samuel 18, let's look at this, verse 12. Let's look at King James. Quickly. And Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him and had departed from Saul. Next verse, 13. Therefore Saul removed him from him and made him his captain over a thousand and he went out and, and came in before. Listen, he was going out and coming in before the people and I am sure everybody in the palace was watching the way he handled the affairs of the palace. Because the guy is not a royal. But he was going in out and coming in and people were just observing. Who is this guy? That suddenly he has been brought here to become an armor bearer. I am sure other people wanted the position. Are you understanding me? But let's look at David, verse 14. And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways. I am not a royal. It's some grace that has catapulted me here. I've got to conduct myself well. Many people do not know how to relate with kings and people in authority. Or higher places. When they, when they give you one step, you take three more steps. The Bible says, if you, Proverbs, it says, if you sit with a king to eat and you are a glutton, put, put a knife on your throat. Because when a king brings you to a table, that's not where you're going to show that you can eat four balls of cake. That's not where you're going to show. Even if you like food, try to eat one or two. And stop. When you go home, then you can't continue. That's attitude. So he was moving in and out, but he was behaving himself wisely in all his ways. And the Lord, watch this. You see, most of the time, we only wait for this one. And grace. But look, he behaved well and grace came upon him. You can have grace, but if you don't behave well, they will get you out of the place. There, I have grace. Grace took you there, but your attitude will keep you there. Am I speaking to somebody here? Attitude will keep you there. Behave himself wisely in his ways and the Lord was with him. 15. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he was afraid of him. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. May people be afraid of you. They said, this guy is too smart. This guy is too smart. You will see there's something about him. So now took, the king took notice of this guy. He has a great potential. He's going somewhere. Because he knows how to carry himself. His facial expression. His appearance. The tone of his voice. His body language. His gestures. Everything. He's working on it and improving upon it. Second Samuel 5, verse 1. Then came all the tribes of Israel to David unto Hebron and spake unto him, saying, at this time Saul was dead, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. Verse 2. In the past, while Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel on the campaign, military campaigns. And the Lord said to you, you'll be shepherd, you'll shepherd my people Israel, and you'll become their ruler. Watch this. They said, we saw you when you were the military commander. We saw you go in and out and do most of the donkey jobs. The king was not going to war. You were the one fighting our battles for us. We saw your attitude. We saw your humility. We saw the way you carried yourself. We saw the way you dressed. We saw the way you spoke. Now we agree with God. 
you will be the next king of Israel. Now watch this. Under normal circumstances, they will have to take Saul's son to become the king. But they knew that this guy carries something. And it affirmed what God has said concerning his life. There might be a prophecy on your life. But your attitude can either delay it or cut it off. I pray to God that people will see your attitude and affirm that which heaven is saying concerning your life. May you have a great attitude. May you change your generation for Jesus. May you be an example of Christian attitude that will bring glory to God. In Jesus' name. Amen. For listening to Word Explosion with Reverend Simon Ampapo, head pastor of Grace Hope's Chapel. We believe you've been blessed. For this and more life-changing messages, please make a date with us every Monday to Friday from 11.40 a.m. to 12 noon on Spirit 88.3 FM. We invite you to worship with us at Grace Hope's Chapel next to us to the house at Doom. Our first service is at 7 a.m. and our second service is at 9 a.m. on Sundays. For more information, please call us on 0264-203040 or 0322191767. Or email us at adumfie at gmail.com. We'll love to hear from you. It's your season of grace.